Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK Weekly Podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Praise God. You know, today, I, 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 the message, if I can put today, is called Camping Around God. And, uh, you know, how many of you who have gone camping before? And uh, don't raise your hand. I know not a lot of people nowadays. <laughs> That's such an old generation talk. You know, if this was talking, if I was ministering to people that are around my age, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, I went camping. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, and when you go camping, uh, we usually camp around the fire. Uh, because the fire acts as uh, light. The fire acts as, if you're camping in the wilderness, not in your school backyard or even in your own backyard, uh, then the fire represents protection. A protection against mosquitoes, protection against uh, 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 animals, because animals don't like to go where fire is at. Uh, but last but not least, you know, fire, also, we camp around a fire because in the middle of the night, it gets really cold. And the fire gives warmth uh, uh, to us. Uh, and, and when you go camping, we usually camp around the fire. Uh, but I just sense that God is reminding us as a church today. And uh, this message comes to me in a very personal place. Uh, because, you know, like I said, I'm very, I was very excited to share with you guys. Man, wow, you know, I figured Spotify out. Yay! <laughs> and I'm hoping, God, that these messages will go out to bless people and, and, and encourage them, inspire them, you know, and draw them closer to God. You know, we, we put so much TLC into each message that, that we even, you know, brought Michelle. You know, we, we, we asked her and uh, we gave her a script, you know, uh, because we, you know, I, I, want, I want it to appeal to everyone. And, and I'm like, just in case my Malaysian accent, you know, is so off-putting to some people, you know, let me bring in a girl with a, a North American accent, you know, a, a pseudo-American slash Canadian accent. Uh, and uh, it's legit. She's not faking it. Uh, and uh, we, we got her to even, you know, say uh, the sinner's prayer. So if, if you listen, you know, so it's really cool. Go back, listen, uh, share with your friends. It starts with a uh, a welcome by Michelle, you know, and then it goes to the message, and then, if, then at the end of the message, uh, Michelle actually says that, hey, uh, uh, if you want to accept Christ, would you say this prayer after me? So you get a whole uh, uh, salvation prayer uh, uh, by Michelle. So, 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 you know, I don't know, maybe there's some, some, some guys here, you have a crush on her, and uh, you can't get enough of her voice, you can go on Spotify, and uh, you can be like, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then it, 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 then it ends up with her talking about like, you know, church websites and stuff like that. Uh, but as we were getting so excited about that, I sensed God speak to us and say that, you know, Dave, I'm glad that you're doing this. But, but don't ever get so preoccupied that you start building the church around messages. And you start camping the church around messages. And God was speaking to me because he knows that I know you're working hard on this and I don't want this to get the better of you. I don't want this to, to make your head swell up because how many know that it's not messages that, that, that save people, it's God. It's God's voice through those messages. It's God's presence through those messages. And God began to speak to me about how Christianity is like and how church is like. And, and this is not a critique on, on, on any specific church. It's, it's, it's just human nature. And God is saying, I'm, 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 I'm challenging you this, Dave, not just because you need to hear it, but because this is also what's starting to happen. You know, we live in, in, in a world where, where people, uh, 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 you know, in a, in a, in a click. You can go on Spotify and, and, and I guarantee you, X Church UK is not the only people there. We're not the only church there. There are a lot of churches there. And, and God is saying that we live in a generation where if you're not careful, people come to church with a consumer mentality. And people come to consume. 
And sometimes, you know, it, they, the church they go to is not enough, so they, they go online and they start consuming and, and they start building their lives around sermons. They start building their lives around preaching from some of the best speakers around the world. And, and, and God is saying that nothing wrong with those messages because I'm blessing those messages, I'm blessing those speakers, but it's something wrong if you start building your life around messages. And God is reminding me suddenly now, no, so I want you to teach the church, remind them again, we need to be people, we need to be believers that build our life around the presence of God. At first I was asking God, 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 what, 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 no, so what should we build? Should we, you know, and then the, the, the song, you know, uh, uh, that we sing sometimes in church, right? for the life of me, I can't remember the title, but the line goes like, I will build my life upon your love. And immediately the song, oh, yeah, 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 I don't want to build the church around messages. And then, and God says that, don't build it around my love as well. And I go like, ooh, should, should we stop singing the song? And God says, no, 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 that's poetic, it's nothing. Because sometimes we can also be so fixated with God's love that we don't do anything. Oh, I'm just a child of God, loved by God, hallelujah. But God says that, yeah, yeah, you're loved by me. You're not just loved by me, I died for you. Now, I, I know that my love is amazing, but now I want you to not fixate with love. I want you to start living for me. And, and I sense that God said, also don't build the church around power. Because you know, we, we need power. God, I need your strength. I need your power. I need your provision. And God says, I want you to build, teach the church to build their lives around all of that. And all of that is found in God's presence. Because in God's presence, there is love. In God's presence, there is peace. In God's presence, there is freedom. In God's presence, there is joy. In God's presence, there's everything you will ever need. God's presence. And, and as I was thinking, okay, how do I share this? And God is saying, do you know that no house can contain me? That's why, that's why God doesn't say, build your life around my throne because no house can contain me. It's my presence. You know, my, it's, it's, when, when God enters the room, it's not just the physical aspect of God, it's, it's God's presence. It's, you know, when God enters it, He enters in a spiritual way, He enters in a physical way, He enters in an emotional way. That's why when the presence of God enters the room, some, some of us, we start crying. Emotional. Some of us, our hearts getting changed because God enters in a spiritual way. Some of us, or, or, or we suddenly get, you know, I don't know, you're, 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 you're facing a problem that you can't solve and suddenly after prayer, after being in church and God's presence comes in the room, suddenly a solution comes. God comes in the intellectual way. And so God is saying that I want you to teach my church to build their lives and to build the church and build their lives around my presence because that is my original plan. And so I want to give us some simple scriptures uh, that will help us understand this and understand the nature of God and that God loves camping. But specifically, God loves camping with us. The question we've got to ask ourselves is, would we camp with God? So point number one, this is God's original blueprint. You know, when God set His people free uh, from Egypt, he brought them out, and on the way uh, to the promised land, uh, the, 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 the wilderness wasn't so much a punishment. The wilderness, God's original plan was, hey, I want to go on a camping trip with you. But when the people were frustrated with camping with God, that God made it 
a, a, a pseudo punishment for those that were disobedient. But to those who enjoyed it, it was 40 years of camping with God's presence. You know, and, and this is not just your, your pastor trying to use a modern day word to make the word of God sound cute. Oh, camping with Jesus sounds so cute. You know, sounds like Sunday school stuff. No, this is, this is, this is God's original heart. In Numbers chapter 2, verse 2, this is God's plan. Numbers chapter 2, verse 2, it says this, Every one of the children of Israel shall camp by his own standard. Now, don't get me wrong. Standard is not like the word that we understand today. Oh, our standard, you know. So some slept underneath coconut trees. You no, know? some just use a sleeping bag. You know, some use a very expensive, you know, high-end tent from Amazon that you press a button, it, it unpacks itself. No, no, no. Standard means that everyone shall camp in their tents by raising their own standard. Standard means flag, right? Besides the emblems of his father's house. And they shall camp some distance from the tabernacle of meeting. My translation says this, right? And this is the uh, New King James Version. It says that the sons of Israel shall camp each by his own standards with the banners of their father's household and they shall camp around the tent of meeting at a distance. You see, God... In, in, his heart has been, now that you've been set free, you, 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 I'm bringing you to your promised land, but I want you to know a little bit about me. I am a God that wants to be with you. And I'm a God who wants to be the center of your life. And I'm a God who welcomes you to camp around me. Because instead of camping around a fire, I want to be the light in your life. Instead of camping around a fire and, 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 and drawing warmth, I want to be the warmth in your life. Instead of camping around a fire and using a fire as a protection, God is saying, I want to be the protection in your life. And so God is saying that my heart is to, is to have my people camp around me. And if, that's why if you study, you know, even the, 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 the map of, of Israel, there was the old times where there was the temple of Solomon and the city was built around the temple. In fact, if you go to a lot of European cities, you know, uh, uh, and, 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 you know, Europe at one time was so revived and so on fire and so in love with Jesus. That's why if you go to every European city, after a while, it looks the same. Because there's always that old church that you visit. But how many know that that old church used to be the center? Whenever they would go and, and, and build a new city, the first thing they built was the church. And then they would build the city, the banks and the mayor's office and even the fountain all around the church. And so God's original blueprint was to not be separated, but to tell His people, look, build your life around me. Not around leadership, not around sermons, not around men, not around tradition, not around even your problems. How many know that we can build our lives around our problems? Yeah. You know, I, I, I once had a friend who told me, he said, you know, a <laughs> uh, uh, confession, my friend said, you know what, no, I, I love Jesus, but I really don't like it every time when a preacher comes out and says, surrender your stress to God. And I go like, why is that? And the person said, because I love stress. Because stress makes me want to study hard. I mean, know what she's talking about. It's a, it's a girl, by the way. <laughs> I'm a good friend of mine. You know, stress. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. Stress. No, she, she tells me, I harness. Wow, so powerful. I harness the power of stress. Stress makes me keep the deadlines. Stress helps you to wake up. Stress helps you to study. Stress helps you to focus. I love stress. How <laughs> you know that sometimes we can also make a problem and build our life around the problem and harness the problem. How many know that sometimes our faith can also be built around a problem? 
See, when times are good, you go like, I, I, I don't need God. But then when times are bad, oh God, I need you. And then, and then you're, you're there in church, you're serving extra faithful, but you're not serving for God. You're, you're building around the problem in hopes that your serving would solve the problem. And that's why when the moment God out of His goodness of His heart solves the problem, you, you bail out of church. Oh, ouch, am I, am I cutting some people here? It's okay. Listen to the parable of onions. The Word of God has to cut deep for tears to be released. Anyway, and, and so God is saying that only build it around me. And, and just in case this, this, you're just thinking, no, that's just a one-off thing. No, when Jesus came, it's something that God revealed to me that got me very excited. John chapter 1, verse 14. John chapter 1, verse 14 talks about Jesus coming, right? And uh, John chapter 1, 14 says this, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory and the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, right? And I, I know that sounds deep, but I'm going to read another version. Uh, and the Word of God became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory, Glory as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. So basically, John said that in the beginning there was a word, the word was with God, and then the word became flesh, and the flesh came to dwell with us, right? And, and we read Scripture sometimes and go like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, dwell with us. But God is serious. Do you know that the Greek word, the, the, the Gospel of John was originally recorded in Greek. Uh, the Greek word for dwell here what is called, if you're taking the notes, it's called skenu. S-K-E-N-O-O, rough, you know, phonetic translation, skenu. And skenu comes from the Greek word skene, S-K-E-N-E, which is tent. And so God dwelling with us is not so much like, oh, dwell, oh, so nice, dwell. No, God is saying that, and the word of God became flesh, and the, and the word of God became flesh and came and camped with us. So when Jesus came, He's not just, hey, I want to see you once a week. He's saying, hey, can, can I camp with you? This is how intimate I want. Just in case the translations get lost, may it never happen, but this is how, I don't just want to see you once a week. I don't want to be a cross that you wear on your neck. I don't want you to be a Christian t-shirt. I don't want you to be a, a, a form that you click, tick, I'm a Christian. I want to camp with you. Would you camp with me? This is God's heart. This is Jesus' heart. And so, you know, God began to tell me that, tell the church this, that the secret towards breakthrough, whatever breakthrough you need, is not more sermons. The secret of breakthrough is not more uh, uh, conferences. The secret of your breakthrough is, is not more uh, uh, um, um, whatever it is. You know, it's, it's not the brand of the church or the name of the church is the presence of God. It's the presence of God. And, and the good news is this, God wants to. It's not hard. It's not impossible. You're not disgusting to God. He wants to camp with you. He wants to dwell with you. He wants to pitch His tent in your life. And, 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 and I'm going to turn this to one more scripture. I'm going to give us some quick three points before we worship together. I want to sense that God wants to minister. You know, John chapter 4, verse 39 to 43. And just in case you still haven't got the heart of God, Jesus Himself went the extra mile. You see, as you turn to John chapter 4, verse 39 to 43, I'm going to give you a backstory of this group of people called the Samaritans. Originally, when Jesus came, the original plan was just to go and give the gospel first, not only, but first to the children of Israel. 
because the children of Israel have been, you know, in a, in, 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 in a relationship with God for the longest part. So, so God wanted to give them the good news first. Hey, salvation is coming. Good news first. You know, just like how I wanted to give you the good news. Hey, we're, we're available now in more places than one. The good news. But this is the better news than that. This is the, the best good news. This is the goodest news. This is the only good news. You know, that, that you, I'm going to do something. I'm going to set us free, not free from Roman rule, but free from sin, which is worse than Roman rule. Free from death. Free and, 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 and enter into eternal life with Jesus. And, and so the good news was coming, but Jesus, his heart was so for people that he just couldn't help himself but spend some time with the Samaritans. And I believe that it's not just Jesus' heart leading him to, oh, I'm called for the children of Israel, but there's also this group of Samaritans. Samaritans were people that lived a, a neighboring to Israel, but they were not God's people. You know, they, 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 they kind of believe a little bit but they also don't quite believe. They have their own beliefs, they have their own ideas of who God is and when He will come. And so God's original plan was to give the news to His people first, but Jesus went like, you know what, I, I can't help it, I love these people so much. And, and, and not only did He go there, He stayed there. You know, Jesus was derailed, if I can put it that way. You know, Jesus was sidetracked. You know how your pastor, man, he preaches, he sidetracks, he tells too much jokes and then he sidetracks and then go like, what was that about? You know, that's especially obvious when I had to listen back to everyone my preaching and I go like, where was that point going? <laughs> you know? and, 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 and Jesus, if I can put it this way, he was sidetracked to Samaria. He was sidetracked to the Samaritans and he stayed there. He kept there for two extra days. And, and one and I believe that Jesus did this not only not because he was weak or he could easily sidetrack, but I think he intentionally allowed himself to be sidetracked to show us that, hey, this is my heart. Because the contrast is this. He went to his hometown and they didn't want anything to do with him. But he went to Samaria and they wanted more of him. And, and so I want us to learn some principles from the Samarians that, that, that caused God to dwell there. In other words, if you want to build your, your, your camp, your life around the presence of God, I want to give you a, a bonus point on, on how to draw in the presence of God. Because, you know, we, we, we no longer live in, 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 in a camping kind of lifestyle, but the, the key is still God's presence. Does it make sense? God is saying that I still want to be the center of your life, but, but this is how we can draw in the presence of God. The presence of God is not just something you feel in church. The presence of God is not something that only happens once a week on a Sunday. Your house can be filled with the presence of God. Your room can be filled with the presence of God. You can be going to bar school and all the bar students say amen. The presence of God can be with you. You can be alone in the tutorial group and thinking, I do not know how to answer. And God's presence can be there to deliver you. And all the bar students say, no, 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 amen. Because you're all well, so confident, no, we can deliver ourselves. Okay, fine, fine, fine. You know, and, you know some of you here, you know, you, you know, I know one of the... the, the Pressure cookers of a university uh, uh, for its own reasons uh, is LSE. You know, LSE, there's, there's a lot of you know, competition and a lot of people trying to tell people like, you know, have you done this? Have you done that? And sometimes it's, it's a different type of pressure cooker. But how many know that God's presence can be in LSE? God's presence can be in UCL. God's presence can be in Imperial. I know as I'm saying this, all these universities and you know, other students are going, mind, mind more stress. It's mine, Okay. Don't forget kings, okay? God's presence can be in kings, amen? God's presence can be anywhere. And it is in God's presence that we find the light. It is in God's presence that we find protection. It is in God's presence that we find the warmth of God. 
the deliverance of God, the protection of God, the wisdom of God. And God wants to give it all to us, but, but this is how we can draw in God's presence. Let's, let's read, okay? Uh, in, in John 4, 39-43, And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in Him because of the word of the woman who testified. We're going to pause there for a while. The woman who testified was the woman that got the conversation started with Jesus. And Jesus was talking to this woman at the well and go like, hey, you know, are you satisfied with life and, and, and having this conversation? And after a while went like, you know, uh, uh, you know, would you give me something to drink? And then the woman, the woman go like, well, who are you to ask me something to drink? And why don't you get your own cup of water? And then Jesus says that if you know who I am, you will instead ask me to give you water to drink. You know, they had this little, you know, uh, 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 theological debate going on. And then in the end, Jesus had to call her out and go like, I, I know that you're all talk. And you want to sound spiritual, but I know that you're actually living a bankrupt life. And you have five husbands, and you're married to none. And, and, and suddenly she's like, wow, this guy must be a prophet. And so long story short, it was revealed to her that Jesus was more than a prophet. In fact, he is the Messiah. That's why she was so excited and told the whole city. And many Samaritans of the city believed because of that woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them. And the good news is this, and he stayed there two days. And many more believe because of his own word. Do you know that, you know, when the presence of God is locked into your life, many more around you will believe. Think about that for a while. Sometimes you go like, oh, how, how? Just have the presence of God in your life. And many more around you will believe. They will come up to you and talk. You don't even ask the questions. You know, they will suddenly get so desperate and so hungry that they will start opening up conversations and go like, you know, tell me, what's the secret to your joy? Tell me, what's the secret to your peace when you have God's presence in your life? Amen? And let's, let's go on. Then they said to the woman, now we believe, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard Him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Saviour of the world. Now, after two days, he departed there and went to Galilee. And so, the, 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 I, I just want to condense the, the whole of chapter 4 into these few lines. And the three points I'm going to give you is this. For, for, for you to draw in God's presence, there needs to be personal dissatisfaction. The breakthrough for the lady led to the breakthrough of the village. But the breakthrough of the lady, how many know that God's presence was with that lady first. Jesus was literally with the woman at the well first before the rest of the city knew about him. But what happened? What happened was that this lady, after the conversation with Jesus, after the debate with Jesus, she had to reach a point of personal dissatisfaction and she had to be fed up. Fed up of her old lifestyle. Fed up of her old ways. Are you hungering for God's presence? the first step towards drawing in God's presence is you got to be fed up of your current ways. And you got to say that, you know what, I want more of God. And whatever I have right now, it can't cut it. I, I, I need to start realizing that, no, to, to have more of God, I need to do away with some of the things in my life right now that are like blockages to the move of God. And so the, for you to draw in the presence of God, you got to first of all be personally dissatisfied with the status quo of your life, of your spiritual walk. The danger that the devil wants to keep us is to keep us proud and content and think that you're okay. You're okay. You don't need to write down notes because you're so anointed. Every time this pastor preached, you can just memorize it. 
In fact, you're so anointed, so clever that whatever this pastor preaches, elementary compared. So don't even bother taking it down. No, that's what the devil wants to do. Wants to keep us proud and go like, you know what? I don't think anything needs changing. I think this word, I'm just going to listen because I think it's more for the people around me. Ooh, ouch. I'm not knocking down anyone, but I'm just addressing the, f- the fleshly nature of our heart. Right? Some of us here, you know, we, 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 we know that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you know, spending more time with God is good and we we can talk a good game about prayer, but we will never pray. And we think that for some reason, we are a little bit more special than our friend. And our friend, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we go like, yeah, you need to pray more. You need to trust in God more, but but you don't trust God. You don't pray. And so if you want the presence of God, that's got to be some spring cleaning in your life. This lady had to spring clean her life and go like, I can either be this you know, sassy, and she's quite sassy. Jesus, I don't know, I don't know her accent, you know, but I can imagine. She's there, there, you know, bringing water. And she's probably beautiful. Otherwise, there won't be five men after her. You know what I'm saying? She's beautiful. She's got her makeup. It's all on point. And she's there taking water. And then some skeevy guy is there. Can you give me some water to drink? Who are you to ask me water for me? Don't you? Jewish person, I'm a Samaritan. I, I ain't got no time for this. She was sassy. She had a guard up. But she had to let that guard down for the Messiah to come in. She had to come to a place of humility and go like, you know what? I am, hung- I, I am not satisfied. I am looking for a love that, that apparently no man can provide. Because I tried five men and I still come up short. I don't think the issue is with Man, I don't think the issue is with relationship. I think the issue is with me. I think I, I'm sick and tired of living this lifestyle where I look sassy on the out, outside, but I'm crying on the inside. I'm coming to take water in a time where all the other women are not taking water because actually on the inside, I, on the outside I look tough, but on the inside I'm afraid of judgment. On the inside I know I'm bankrupt. On the inside I need help. And so she needed to have a breakthrough. And out of that breakthrough, you see, you knew she had a breakthrough because she wasn't afraid to share her story with the village. Because she said that we came because this woman told us what you did in her life and that you knew everything about her. Which means that this lady had to go like, and this guy knew everything about me. That I was sleeping around, I was doing this, I was doing that. You know, and, and, and there was still so much grace in him. You've got to come and hear him for yourself. The breakthrough that she received, the presence of God that lingered in her life came because that was first personal dissatisfaction. But secondly, why did God went from one lady and stayed not just with one lady, but stayed with the entire city for two days? Because point number two, there was personal hunger. Let's, let's, let's go back uh, to that scripture again. And it says that when, when the villagers or, or the city dwellers uh, implored, so when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay. They urged him to stay. What's another urge? That's another word for hunger, isn't it? Right? You hear people say, oh, I got an urge. I got an urge to purge. Okay, no, no, okay, no, okay. okay. <laughs> Why am I saying all this? We're going to put this online. But urge, uh, you know what I'm saying? Urge, oh, I got an urge. I got an itch. That's another word for urge. I got an urge. I got an itch. I've got a hunger. And so these people, they, they, they heard the woman's testimony, but they themselves had a hunger for the real deal. 
And they go like, there must be something more about this man and what he brings because if he can change that sassy lady who doesn't take nonsense from nobody and can humble her, there must be, we, please stay, please stay. Whatever you're doing to her, do it to us as well. Whatever you've given to her, give it to us as well. We urge you to stay. Is there personal hunger in your life? Is there personal hunger in your life for the presence of God? See, God will not go where He is not welcomed. God wanted to go to His hometown, but His hometown didn't welcome Him, so He didn't do much miracles there. But this city welcomed Him and He stayed there for two days, even though technically the good news was supposed to go to the people of Israel first. But Jesus said, you know what? Because you hunger so much, I'm going to give you an exception. And He stayed there two days. Do you have a personal hunger, friends? We have a hunger for success. What about a hunger for the presence of God? We have a hunger for, I don't know, to be recognized, to be famous. But do you have a hunger for the presence of God? Friends, if you want God, His power, His grace, His peace, I mean, who doesn't want it? And in church, we get it. But God is saying that, I want you to know that this, what you see every Sunday, this is the sampler platter. You know, like how you go to restaurants, Okay, maybe they don't do it here. But if you go to bar market, you know, one of my, my, look, some of the things I tell students what cheapskate to do is say, go to bar market and just act like a tourist and just feast on all the samples. And you, you go away tasting everything, not having to pay for you know, And you go away, oh, but how many know that church is also a sampler platter? It was saying that this is God, taste and see and know that He is good. But do you know that if you want more of it, you, you can buy this jar? of honey. One of my favourite things to sample in Barrow Market is the truffle honey. Oh, man. Oh, if, I love truffle and I love honey. Put them together. It's my kryptonite. I was there like, mm. <laughs> And then the person, oh, yeah, yeah. It's available in multiple sizes and bottles. I'll be like, oh, okay. And I say the most Asian thing. Let me think about it. <laughs> we say that in church. Would you like to serve? <laughs> Let me think about it. Would you like to join a church? Let me think about it. Uh, would you like to sign up for camp? Let me think about it. Are you bringing your friend to next Sunday because Pastor Kenneth is preaching and he comes once a year? Let me think about it. Will you be coming next Sunday? Let me think about it. Or are you hungry for the real deal? You see, we want to be filled with the presence of God. But to be filled, we need to be hungry. In fact, if you want to put the first two points together, you've got to be fed up to be filled up. Oh, that's good. That's some, some, some hashtag goldenness that right now. You've got to be fed up with your life to be filled up by God. Would you be hungry and say, God, I want what you offer? And point number three is this. There needs to be personal application. Because later on it says that we initially believe because of what this woman said. But now we believe for ourselves. It says here, that they say, now we believe, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard Him and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Saviour of the world. They were fed up and they were hungry, but after they had tasted God, they had to draw a line in the sand and apply and go like, you know what, this is the real deal. And, 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 I'm gonna, and this is it. I'm going to draw a line and say, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to personally 
pledge, I'm going to personally apply God's presence, God's principle into my life. It's no longer faith according to this woman. It's my faith. It's no longer faith according to my mom. It's my faith. It's no longer faith according to my family. It's my faith now. And then when you have that, the presence of God starts camping around your life. I know here it says two days, but that's because Jesus had other things to do. But how many know that Jesus had already finished what he was supposed to do? The cross. It is finished. It is done. And right now, God is saying that I've got all the time in the world to camp in your life. Would you like to start? But it needs to start by you being fed up so that he can fill us up so that we can live up for him. Amen? I'm going to get the worship team up and uh, we're going to spend some time just worshipping and, and, and praying and, and I just want us to soak in this message. I sense that this message is one of those things where we can't just listen. We've got to start allowing it to... to, to, to to, to dwell in us. We're going to start allowing it to, to, to permeate every part of our life. Amen? And I just want to invite all of us to stand. Why don't we spend some time worshipping God? And let's begin to, as we worship, begin to reflect on everything that God has been speaking to us today. Come on, friends. What are you building your life around? What are you camping your life around? Maybe for some of us, that's the source of all our problems. We've been camping around the wrong company. We've been camping around the wrong fire. We need to camp around the presence of God because that's His heart. He's the God that wants to camp with us. God the Father, God the Son. And the Bible says, and the Holy Spirit shall come upon you and dwell within you and you shall become my witnesses can see the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all united in their desire to dwell in us. Will we open up our life to Him right now? Amen. Would you, would you say enough is enough and put a stop to whatever the status quo in your life is? I guarantee you, we can never outgrow God. I guarantee you, we can never be perfect or too perfect for God. There's always room for improvement. I'm saying this as, as a pastor. I'm saying this as a person who is right now 36 and accepted Christ when he was 11 years old. So if you do the math, that's 25 years of being a believer. And yet every day, I wake up going that God, I need more of you. God, I'm not satisfied. God, I don't think I'm giving my best. God, I want to give you more. Let's just worship. Amen. Thank you, Lord. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.